Hey, I'm Pappy. And I'm Adam Willis. And I'm just Johnny. And this is The Geek Down on WEMF Radio. Leaping forward bionically. What's going on, man? Look, sir. We're okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Geek Down here on WEMF. I am Pat B. Give my man a break here because he came with the sickness tonight. You, my man, went to, what was it, Lisbon? Went to Lisbon and a couple of other areas in Portugal, yeah. All right. Went to, went to various areas where he became uh, patient zero. Yep. Came back to spread the germ to us, so thank Seriously, you very much. Right? I'd rather have what I have right now than what my brother had. Oh, well, I don't know what your brother had. Let's not had, talk about that. Yeah. Close <laughs> pro- proximity. His brother had, like, super rickets. I don't seven, know how you get that. Seven <laughs> hours vomiting and pooping on a flight. I back. said that we don't need to go yeah. there. But yeah. Thank you. yeah, thanks for the extra <laughs> go detail. Over that. Well, it's, it's yeah. a nice little hell. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, so this is this is schadenfreude then? You're like, ah, at least I'm not this guy. <laughs> Seriously. Okay, you spiked, you spiked, you spiked, you spiked, come clean, man. You spiked his meal, didn't you? Uh, perhaps. Uh, I, I, feel, I, feel, I, I feel like y'all were having a good last night. Dude, I love you, bro. I love you too, man. And you gave him, like, y'all were like, drink the water, tequila. it's fine. Yeah, yeah, he gave him, like, the worm, like, in a, in a, what was it, Poltergeist? Poltergeist 2. Yeah, just, like, <laughs> actually. Oh, and, like, swigged it, and then he's, just, like, hocking up some Man, you know that scene messed me up because in Poltergeist 2, he drinks the worm out the tequila and it's got mm-hmm. the eyeball on the bottom of it. Oh. And then he, like, literally hacks up a skeleton. Yeah, right. And it was just, you see the freaking thing in this, like, like ill ass loogie. You're like, oh, man, that guy's coach. Yeah, like three <laughs> times the size of his body and just like disgusting. Yeah, then you get to watch laugh at him and uh, him and him and Dauber and their shenanigans. Just like uh, trading jokes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, man, right there, right there, you heard uh, talking about those disgusting high jinks. It's none other than Black Adam Willis. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, man, you know I'm doing okay. You know what? I, I situated myself between you yeah. and the disease on the side here. Because, I appreciate you know, I, that. Yeah. I didn't know what the the deal was, but yeah, it put me as far away from the sickness. I don't need any more, you know. But I, it is weird being on the right side here. I have to, you know, take, change take my whole. Take it in, man. I know it's a, it's a powerful feeling. I think I can. I think I can manage. I'm. I'm yeah, you can, you can I, I can get all it. from the corner. I can get through it. I'm adaptable. I can, I can look to the left as well as I can look to the right. That's right, ladies. Both <laughs> ways. All right. Um, it's not no, just a political statement. Oh. <laughs> I'm not touching that one. Yeah. We're glad we have you around because we have an awesome, action-packed, fun-filled show for you. Mm-hmm. We have reviews out the waz, but man, you got to see. You were never really here. Yes. Yes, yes, I'm excited about that one. Cool, we'll cool, cool. I also got to see a couple of uh, a couple of schwazi uh, tidbits, including including Super Troopers two, including Super Troopers, which I didn't two. get to see, but I'm I'm excited for because you know anytime that we can pick on Vermont cops, whereas where I'm from, uh, you got to do it. So wait, were the, were the Vermont cops really like the uh, were they really the targets though? I think so. I mean, it takes place in Vermont. It's yes, like it takes place uh, was a Spurberry, Spurberry, and it's I grew up in right next to St. Johnsbury, and we kind of. Associated oh, with that okay. kind of being like, well, okay, where then you tell up. me as the hometown hero there, is that a source of pride or a source of shame? Of being from that area of Vermont? Well, no, I mean, having something situated in a place that kind of sounded like where y'all were. Oh, were man, you, like, we loved where... it. Yeah, it was it was fun. It's good. It's satire, you know what I mean? It's, and if you could poke fun at cops no matter where you're from, I think it's universal. Okay. All right. I, I, I will say, because um, being from Boston, nothing makes you feel worse than seeing. Uh, 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 Daniel Stern and uh, Dan Aykroyd playing like the the just uh, Celtic pride. You're talking, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just just the the unless he's narrating something, townies. I don't want to see Daniel Stern kind of do the whole towny thing. I don't, I don't know. I thought he, I thought he did okay. He did okay in that um in that uh in that workaholics show, and then subsequently the workaholics cats movie. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, that's and Daniel Stern. Yeah, he old is. Old ass, chubby old ass, ass Daniel, Daniel Stern. Stern. He was funny in that that new movie. Yeah, no, I like that's Daniel the only Stern. thing funny in that movie. I think, but oh. 
Adam Whiten. Just, just game over, man. Or yeah, I thought, I, th- I, th- I thought yeah. that was hilarious. That All right, just, yeah, we're on opposite ends uh, <laughs> with that one, but the dumbest of dumb fun. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, also on top of that, we're going to turn it over to just Johnny, who revisited a classic. I won't call it a classic. It's like two years. But we're taking another trip down memory lane with Shadow Tactics Blade. Oh, continue. Go ahead. Uh-uh. You look, you leaned in like you you had, you going to lead it. I'm talking about Blade. I, I was being at the ready. I was readying the Blade. That, oh, yes. Dude, super drawn. intimidating right yeah. there. <laughs> I, I, I buy you as the, as, the, as the Shaolin ready to wreak havoc. That's right. <laughs> Practicing my ninja skills, mm. shuriken at the ready. All right, Pro- properly. What's the full title? Uh, j- um, it's bl- your review. <laughs> Shadow <laughs> Tactics, what Blade of the Shogun. I thank, believe? thank you. Okay, uh. what, what, you are never making the, uh, never making my military. He's like, um, we are the commando Just don't troopers. Ask to do his, uh, of, uh, your obituary. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pat- Patris yeah. was. Yeah, it was some, <laughs> some kind of guy. He, he, he. He did things, I'll tell you. Boy, he was former KRS one. He fan. was he was he was alive once. <laughs> he liked it's KRS true. one at one point. Yeah. Oh, it's true. So many bad memories. Yeah. All right, but no, this intro's gone on long enough. I was fight to say we we're going to wrap up with Lost in Space. Netflix brings brings back to you that story that so many people have clamored for over right. the years since that Oscar winning. You didn't winning know you wanted it. And then when you thought you did, <laughs> oh, it yeah. might not be. Oh, you ever, feel, what, you ever yeah. feel shame and sadness all at once? Uh, all um, the time, yeah. All right, so Lost in Space, Netflix uh, takes another stab at the classic 1960s TV show, which I watched a lot of. You did, yeah. You were telling me that, which I, I didn't watch it. All I, I knew a, about the original Lost in Space was Danger Will, Wa- Will Robinson. Danger, Danger Will Robinson, Danger, yeah. Danger. And then, of course, the movie in, what, 96? Garbage, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that. We'll get into all that. Well, the movie starred William Hurt, Matt LeBlanc. Matt LeBlanc at the height of Friends fame, yeah. doing movies that he did that movie, and the, mo- the pitching baseball movie with the monkey. Man, wait, he was... Wait, wait, wait. What was this now? Ed? What, uh, something? Wasn't Ed the, the one about the guy in the reality show? Before reality show? That's Ed TV. Ed with TV. Matthew McConaughey. Wasn't Ed then um, the one with uh, Whoopi Goldberg? Can you, can uh, you look this up? Co- he, coaching Matthew, the, uh, the Matt New Matt LeBlanc Knicks. did a movie where he played baseball, and he had a chimp. And it was called Ed. It mu- yeah, I think it, and I think did it was not star Whoopi Goldberg. No, that was the T Rex movie. <laughs> no, that was oh jeez, <laughs> Eddie. That's what I'm thinking. Of. Eddie okay, was so the basketball. Eddie on the Knicks. TV. Yeah, yeah, dude, that was that, <laughs> it, that a is, lot of bad. That is that is a bad track record. Yeah. yeah, man. All right, well, no, no, this is very different because uh, Lost in Space starred also Gary Oldman in the sucker. Before we realized right. how great yeah, Gary yeah, Oldman yeah, really yeah. was. Yeah, he was doing that, and he was doing the bad guy on uh, Air oh. Force One. You know, well, around this time, I thought this was around. Uh, Around the professional time, it might have been. I mean, that was all junk. It was all when he was his drinking days, which is my favorite Gary Oldman. Leon's the professional. He was using his real voice in there, wasn't he? He might have been. Yeah. I heard he said he changes his accent so many times he doesn't even know what he actually sounds like. I feel like I feel like if we go back to him in, um, why am I blanking on the name? Bram Stoker's Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how Gary Oldman really speaks. <laughs> I don't, I don't, really I don't just mean. Too, I guess. Yeah. I don't just. Yeah, I don't just mean inflection. I mean, and that's. That tone? Yeah. He actually, 
he drank so much. I was reading Slash's autobiography, and he's a prominent figure in part of course, of yes, because so he's like Slash yeah, of Aerosmith and Gary Oldman, the, the the bestest of friends. Right, exactly. And you can imagine just <laughs> the uh, the debauchery that was going on there. Read the book if you're interested. Dude, you know what? I actually might, man. I, I kind of want to know. I'll what let kind you of borrow. It's, it's wild, yeah. It's wild. What kind of chicanery they pulled off. <laughs> who, who? What kind of one-two combo team up is that? <laughs> you wouldn't think it. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, that's just Slash and Gary Oldman. This isn't dang. Yeah, dude, right there. It's like they go in the bathroom for like four hours. Turner and Hooch. Laurel and Hardy, Slash, and Gary Oldman. <laughs> I want that TV show back. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right, you know what? You got, you got the top hat in Commissioner Gordon. What corner? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we, are, we have gotten so far off ah, topic. Dude, right, we actually sure. had a loss, man, we want to talk about real quick. Yep. Uh, well, we got a couple. We got a couple, yeah. We got Vern Troyer is an actor that we've all come to know and love as a character he was never really able to uh, escape from in life. Uh, as many me, of course, from uh, the Austin Powers movies. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, that's kind of what he came on and became famous for. Obviously, he starred in uh, another Mike Myers movie, the uh, the Love, Love Guru. Guru. He was the the hockey coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I remember him actually <laughs> from Polly Shore's Dead too. He played Polly Shore's neighbor. Oh, I you know I never got around to seeing that. I yeah. Did not. Now, do you play his neighbor in real life? Like he was his neighbor? I don't. Uh, that's a good question. Uh, maybe you know, maybe. But it's uh, they had that one scene and Polly's coming around the corner. Like really fast in his car, and it almost hits him. And he's like, "Oh, he's like, who takes a big?" I probably should ask him, "Who takes a bigger crap, you or the dog?" He's like, "It depends on who's seen uh, Biodome last," <laughs> <laughs> which is a oh, really good line. Good. But uh, that's kind of what I what I think about. But yeah, he was he was not the you know a great actor, but he was perfect in you know for what they needed to use him for. You know, you know I what I mean? Sometimes for laughs, just looking at him, which is. Yeah, kind of well, what I mean, to a lot of people expect. played a lot of people played him for like the same um, kind of like the same realm as uh, as like uh, a wee man from yeah. Jackass. You know, yeah. anytime you need someone to do, anytime you need a short guy to do a stunt, that's where Vern Troyer came in. Well, he did those movies, yeah. but he also became known just for like hanging out with somebody. He was like hanging out with like Tommy Lee from Motley Crue and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Like hanging out with Shaq just because like the size comparison was was hilarious. But well, he was a bit, definitely a pop culture staple. Since he made those movies, he was always stayed relevant, just being Vern Troyer. Yeah, you, you know, know what I mean. Sometimes you just kind of you have to take that and own it. You know. Yeah. Um, he got it. He got mistaken. He made a lot of money doing it too. You know what I mean. Yeah. He, he lived. A, he, he lived a pretty great life. And uh, whatever money I understand, he was the pretty stand-up guy. Really, really generous. Uh, I, I, really hear, nice. I hear he had vices though, man. Hey, man. You know, he like doesn't matter what size you are. You know, you get that much money, you get any sort of notoriety <laughs> that's going to follow you, bro. What I want to know is, okay, one of the, one of the most famous ones was <laughs> sex addiction. How, How? does that do? Yeah, yeah uh, uh, just just get so much that it becomes an addiction. It's and it's money. crazy, right? What what money? I don't know. I don't. I it's trying to stay away from that the, a little bit. I, I I hear I hear he kept the stable. Like he was married, but he still kept the stable aside. Women Yo, on I, the side, I, I, and mar- not what just married. Say? Yeah, Vern, that dude, Vern Troyer pulled a uh, Playboy playmate. Yeah, that's uh, that crazy. was his wife, and still that wasn't good enough. How 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 do you get to that? That should be that like that you're that insatiable that that thirst is so strong that yeah. you can't. Like, he likes climbing mountains that much. He's a man of a uh, of of large taste, if not large stature. Large ambitions. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was really taking that many down. Wow, that's, that's wild. You know what? I, I'm sorry. I, I, that, you're, you are absolutely correct. I did not. I did not mean any disrespect. I actually did enjoy his body of work. I remember him on uh, Shasta McNasty, just playing right. like, a goofier version of himself. Uh-huh. You know, so he's someone who uh, I, he he knows like what he was pigeonholed in, and even though he tried to break out of it and couldn't, um, really, I mean, he rolls in Harry Potter. Yep. Well, he, um, it's like anybody of like uh, you know that's little like that has obviously a bunch of medical things. I remember uh, this is going back even to the 90s again is uh, Kid Rock had uh, Josie yes, you remember? remember and like he was taking I guess like 
dozens upon dozens of pills today to maintain his health and stuff, and it's just like not, you know, making it to a certain age isn't really uh, it's more, realistic. It, it, it's it's physical, but also it's uh, some of them suffer from depression. Yeah. Some of them, uh, uh, they just can't take what they input. When they get to that celebrity level, that, that's, a, that's a new, like, like, dude, drugs are available to you constantly. Booze is available to you constantly. You're out, you're, you're out partying. And it's sometimes hard to know your limits, and especially when you may have more mm. than the average person, it may uh, hit you harder. I think that's uh, what he eventually come to. Sure, maybe. Yeah, uh, it's just, it's wild. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's, uh, it's weird. It's a it's a name that I didn't think I would read. Burn Troyer. Yeah, like pass yeah. away. I was like, why why would Burn Troyer pass away? That's awful. Mm. <laughs> Wait, know? why would it? <laughs> it's I, like, I can't, why I, would yeah. he die? That's stupid. How, how why does would that he happen? Don't <laughs> you just like what? It's like uh, when Bill was, Paxton died. I'm like, why would Bill Paxton die? That's stupid. <laughs> it, it is. It is one of the most random things, man. I think it's just. It's just. Um. It's just a sign of the times where it's like, right. You don't expect life to go on until you stop thinking about somebody, and then boom, it hits you in the face. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's wild. It was 49 years old. 49, man. 49 years old. Vern Troyer's passed away. 49 years old, dude. I remember him in Harry Potter. I. You will always be not Warwick Davis to us. <laughs> All right. So Vern Troyer, rest in peace. Work Dave's still going though. Work Dave's still crushing. going. Yeah, he's doing a new uh, web show. Yeah. Yeah. I I watched an interview with him and uh, Val Kilmer about Willow a little while ago, and it was hilarious. What 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 more is there to say in 2018 about Willow? Well, because they released the 20th something man twenty fifth anniversary oh, okay. edition of the DVD. I'm, yeah. I'm like, okay, the undiscovered. They're not just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. By the way, right? I think Val Kilmer's real sick. Not to get any further off topic, but like, yeah, I, I think he's yeah. I think he's not yeah, doing I know, I know too well. Don't talk about it, man. He's, I'm sorry, hero, dude. Bro. It's just like I watch Top Gun and I, I look at like this is felt sob. Like, yeah, that's you. Yeah, but he's like then, sick, sick. Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, okay. Well, that's a bummer, man. Now, now I feel bad. Yeah, now you need to. Be... <laughs> All right, next week we'll be reporting. No, I'm, I'm not. Stop, I'm not gonna do it. Stop, I'm not gonna do it. Stop, not gonna do it. Stop. Stop. All right, Johnny, you were awfully quiet over there, man. Yeah, what's up? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just trying to get you involved. We're on the radio. I'm just trying to get you involved in the conversation. Uh, sickness man. sucks. He, Thank you. Thank you hated, for that. that, that he hated the spy who shagged me. Introspected. Re- <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair. The movie was all. garbage. Actually, no, that was the good one. Goldmember was the one that. that yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was. When, when Beyonce can't save your movie. Actually, no. Nah, this is it. before she was B and she had the beehive. And yeah. Stuff. She yeah. was just a chick that was in a, a group a that she kicked now. out. I wouldn't dare now say anything about she her went, now. This is back when she used to kick everybody out the, out the, out the group. Yeah. yeah it's like, say it's my like, name. How can I say my, your name when you kick the bitches out the group? You yeah. didn't get along it's with her daddy. You didn't get along with her. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we won't go there for uh, like she has a shot. Seriously. All right. But no, I'm going to uh, kick it over to you, my friend, because uh, you actually got to see a pretty serious picture. Yeah. You were never really here. You were never really here. Yeah. This is. But you're here now. I mean, I, I am. Uh, but were you ever really here? It's time will tell. All but right, this movie I am really ex- uh, was really excited to see. Um, it debuted at Cannes last year, and it won Best Actor and Best Screenplay. Uh, Lynn Ramsey wrote and directed this sucker. Uh, she did uh, uh, Rat Catcher, which is an excellent movie. And she did uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin, about uh, a mother um, having raised uh, a school shooter and like her life after that. Um, and so this kind of takes on the similar dark kind of s- twisted psyche f- movie uh, and and really cranks it up. And this stars uh, Joaquin Phoenix as Joe. And Joe is a contract killer. More specifically, he is hired by um, well-to-do people to rescue their children. Sometimes they get kidnapped for whatever reason. And he is hired then to go in and 
return the girl and then dole out the de the deaths of whoever was captured. Wait, pause real quick. Is this based off on a true story? I don't think so. No, okay. I ho I hope not. This is it's it's the best way I can describe this movie. It's like watching a nervous breakdown happen. This is it's not like <laughs> it's like not like one of those movies where you have the contract killer like this uh, this immortal guy that can just run through people. It's very realistic in terms of like He's what what type of people pressure. could be a contract killer, and it's like really. We keep seeing these flashes of like his past trauma, whether or not, it, and it comes at three different stages. You see him as a child, and it just like literally, it just flashes like little brief, like two to three second little flashes of like serious trauma, like him as a child being like suffocated with um, a piece of plastic and watching his mother get hit or something like that. And then another Wait, so one is him as a soldier watching some kid getting shot. And then another one of him, like, a job after he returns home, like, watching all these dead bodies. So he has been traumatized. He through all that and says, right. you know what, I want to do that for a living. So what type of outlet do you have after that? You, you're yeah. probably a messed up guy, so yeah. you turn to... You're not, you're, not going to, you're not going to macrame. Right, yeah, you're not, you're not going to go work at, you know, a, a Staples <laughs> or something. You know, you're not going to be hanging out at Home Depot. Excuse me, uh, sir. Can you tell me where the toner is? I'll tell you about the toner. <laughs> First, let me tell you about what toner means to me. Yeah, no. So right, you don't know is the world before Xerox. I know. <laughs> this movie is, is, is heavy duty like that. So uh, we start out with seeing him. He is uh, finishing up a job. He's literally walking through an alley after leaving a building. He's wiping off blood from a hammer. And then all of a sudden you see some guy try to hit him over the head. He hits him over the head. He just turns around and he just bashes this guy's face in and then he walks away. Okay. And then, as soon as he gets back, he goes into the guy that handles his money. He gets his money, and he leaves, and then he gets a, a an update that he needs to go and talk to the guy who basically hires him out. And he goes into this meeting, and he's saying this, this state senator um, wants to talk to him. So he goes to talk to the state senator, and his daughter has been kidnapped. And all he has to go by is this address. And what he's familiar with these addresses is sometimes they take young girls, and they put him in these places where they're going to have s be pimped out to have sex with these upper class disgusting people and so kind of yeah so they hire this guy and he basically he rents a car he goes and scopes it out and then he goes in and saves this girl and while he's and that's not really given much away but while he's there doing that things start to spiral out of control and this giant conspiracy kind of opens up and he is not yet able to figure out like who's pulling whose strings how high this thing goes obviously it, he knows it's dealing with a senator it must go higher than that and it does and that's some of the mystery of the movie is so like please it's kind tell of, me this ends up being like equalizer where he starts off to save one girl and then when though when the group of uh, of gangsters holding her won't let her go he kills all of them but then when he kills all of them their uh, overbosses uh, send the entire mafia after him, so he kills all of them. No. When the entire mafia uh, in the city d dies, then the rest of the country uh, mafia comes no, after him. No, it's not that he kills contrived all like that. It's not like this, you know, this Hollywood kind of like, oh, you we got to send all the goons because awesome. it's more r realistic in the sense that this is a guy who's not going to take out sixteen guys at once. This is a guy that can handle a room full of people, and he's going to do it in the most brutal way possible. Like I said, his his. His means of killing and dispatching these people is with a hammer, literally walking up and smashing their faces and oh, skulls into the hammer. To which sometimes you see. Indian burns it, no, this wings. is not like Denzel. All of a sudden, you're like, oh, you're, you're 50. You haven't. You've been out of the game for 10 years. You can just kill a room full of people in 16 seconds. No, it's it's. Well, this is fair, like he the, was takes an the brutality. He was an autistic assassin. Sure, but this is not that movie. Was this what is, I'm saying. This is a. It's, it's not, it's not a, like the Three Stooges, all in one man. 
this with, is like, a real raw, world consequences. A raw, raw film about really a, tra- a traumatized and uh, fractured psyche of a man okay, really said- just trying to get through the day without having these awful flashbacks. And right, of course, thing, though, you've said that a couple of times, how deep into it, do, into like his own psychosis does it go? Well, that's good because it doesn't go too deep. You just see, and you know that this is a fractured guy and he's haunted by these things, but it doesn't go back and explain it. Cause I think if it did and go back, like this is what happened to him. Let me explain why he's like this. I think that would have been reductive of the film. Mm-hmm. I thought it'd been like trying to over explain it. All you need to know is that this guy has lived through this stuff and it just gives you flashes, like I said, just enough to know that this guy is really not all there. And at the same time, he's, he's killing these people in this really brutal way and it might be an, an honorable thing to doing to, to save these girls. Mm-hmm. You can take that away, but at the same time, like this is Murdering. a guy who's really taking the most brutal approach possible. Hey man, and at the, same, at the end of the day, he goes home job. to his mom too. Someone, wait, he lives with his mother. Like he goes home and he's like taking care of his mom, and then you—it's it, it's it like the worst wild. case, the best worst case scenario of comic book guy. It's just like yeah, he leave mother. I'm going. I'm going to work now. But it's not Excuse like that. It's not, it doesn't play then, like, like it doesn't play him up as like a dopey whatever. It's just a guy like living and taking care of his mom, and then he goes and handles his business. It's not like oh, I have like a mom. It doesn't have a complex. You know what I mean? It, it's not like that. He's he's I just like start. a normal guy. He's trying to live a normal life, and he just lived through some stuff, and now he's. He's, you know, he gets hired out and he brutally murders people. And like I said, it gets caught up in this web of conspiracy and the conspiracy gets bigger and he's trying to figure it out. Also keep himself sane. And it's really a fascinating watch. It's a fascinating character study. Yeah, up for tons of awards. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. Like I said, it won uh, best uh, actor and best uh, screenplay at the Cannes Film Festival last year. Yeah, it did. Uh, One of the most prestigious film festivals in the world. yeah, stars Joaquin Phoenix, directed by, and written by uh, Lynn Ramsey, who's fantastic. Like I said, go check out her other movies, especially Ratcatcher. Um, but yeah, I can't recommend this movie highly enough. It's great. It's playing at Coolidge right now, and I would definitely check it out. All right, cool. Thank you. Yeah. Black Adam Willis. The movie is called You Were Never Really Here, told by a man who actually is really here. Wait, <laughs> Believe it or Adam, not. Where'd you go? Where'd you go? <laughs> yes, All right, no thanks, man. Starring Joaquin mm. Phoenix. Okay. He's um, a monster right now. That guy's, that guy's killing it. Dude, he's got a lot to make up for with that with that 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 crappy uh, movie with the rapper we're and the student with the beard and stuff. <laughs> all right, I'll never forgive him for uh, for killing Maximus. That's all, that's all I'm gonna say. True. Yeah. All right. So now I got to check out a movie that Adam, I know you are going to love. <laughs> it is it is just a brilliant masterpiece, a masterwork, if you will, called Truth or Dare. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry. Sorry. Here's the part I think you'll dig. Blumhouse's Truth or Dare. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that's like that's right. ah, that that brings a little the pedigree up a little bit. What do you call it? Blumhouse. Hey, Blumhouse. Truth Blumhouse. Or dare. You know what they do? How they do? Mm-hmm. All right. It's, so it's, it's, it's one step away from Madea's Truth or Dare, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is I, I would rather uh, watch that. I think. Robert Rodriguez is Tic Tac Toe. Oh <laughs> uh, no, Blumhouse is by Truth or Paul Verhoeven. Yeah. This is a very interesting picture because it's a uh, it's actually an interesting premise, um, done in the absolute worst way possible. It's the game of truth or dare goes horribly, horribly awry when people start dying. It That's sounds the, exactly like a movie you hear about for the two weeks that it's in theaters, and then you forget about as soon as, like, oh, yeah, that's on in the $5 bin at Walmart. Like, yeah, well, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just about what it is. <laughs> this movie is about as prestige as if you're watching a better movie and they're making fun of a less of a slightly better movie uh, by giving it a schlocky title. 
Right. And then that's when they it. describe that schlocky title, that's truth or dare. Mm. Okay, a bunch mm. of teens go to Mexico on spring break, and a guy they meet in the bar takes them to a takes them to a, God, a, a how many a bad movies the, started that way? Out in the mountains. Oh, we're not done. Out in the mountains to play of all things, truth or dare. It turns out this game initiating this game of truth or dare. Um, enters them into a previously existing game of Truth or Dare being uh, uh, run or um, being... It's like bad uh, Jumanji. <laughs> close. Yeah. Because a uh, at the crux of this game is a, uh, a demon. A demon trickster who uh, locks everybody into this game of Truth or Dare that has lethal consequences. And if they uh, don't tell the absolute truth or don't perform the dare, they die. And gotcha. it's just it it's 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 just the most mind numbing. Um, <laughs> Better uh, you than me, all I gotta say. If I watch it, <laughs> ridiculous. I, I won't even say uh, a thrill ride. Um, um, brain suck. It's uh, like Jumanji what... meets Saw. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's that should be on the poster. Think, think... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, like I said, the base of the yeah, the base of this is a game of Truth or Dare played by a bunch of kids off on spring break. Now. Uh, you'd think that'd be pretty straightforward. They play the game, they tell the truth, they do a dare, and then it runs through, it cycles through, and then it's over. But as you watch this picture, and I'm gonna, I don't think it's a spoiler to say that it involves um, uh, a, a creature from hell uh, that's been invoked into this game. Now, the actual way that it plays, the actual way that this demon came into uh, contact with these kids is stupid. Um, and I'm, I'm trying really hard not to be biased because I'd like to give a proper professional journalistic review of this, but there's just not that much material there. It's a story of uh, some kids who do nothing but fight amongst themselves throughout this entire picture. And all of it is just done without any real world perspective on, okay, I'm your friend. I say some stuff that properly offends you, uh, your family, and then you know what? We're not friends anymore. These folks have just these ridiculous fights, like heinous stuff. And the next scene, I don't like you, but yeah, we're chilling again. Like, what the, where the <laughs> hell did that come from? Okay, fine. If you want to spend your disbelief that much and just follow along with the rest of the movie, I just kind of want to see some cool, you know, uh, uh, deaths and consequences and these weird situations that these kids get put into by this game of truth or dare. It's like, no. It just sets it up as you hate these people and then... They're not interesting. It sounds like you hate them so die. much that you'd rather them to be dead. Most of them, yes. Oh, well. And the thing is, where they set it up that they can be redeemable characters, you want to see uh, with they, whether or not they live through this so you get invested. They don't. And what sucks is the one time, the one, there's one character in here who you actually like. It's this kid, um, it's this, uh, this, uh, the, the Asian kid who's got a very traditional father who he's having, he's having, having trouble come, uh, coming out to because he's gay. But his father is very traditional, very conservative, and uh, will not support him. And the one time where it's like he's dared to do something, this is in, this is in the trailer, and they don't show what happened in the trailer. But when you watch the picture, the the actual movie, they also don't show you what happens in the movie. <laughs> um, and it's a scene where the uh, the demon makes him come out, and it's like, okay, fine, what happens here? Because now finally, and it happened about an hour in, now we're getting to something interesting, cool. Because now it's gonna get real. Because his father's a cop. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh man, now this is gonna have some real world stuff, you know. And the uh, the lead girl Ophelia, you'd think that they would at least be able to build a solid story around her. But no, everything that happens to this group 
is just a convenient way to get them to the next uh, thrill kill, which would be okay if this was along the lines of like a Final Destination type picture, because at the very least the story's lacking, the uh, the the premise is shoddy, but you think it could at least play out because some movies with really bad premises have the opportunity to like redeem themselves. In just the by being schlocky and you know what I mean, yeah, like a know, lot of horror movies are like that. You're like, okay, it's not a great movie, but like it's fun. Yeah, if the performance is great, you know, we yeah. can get they can get through it. But the kids are mediocre at best, which is unfortunate because you think at the very least it's gonna redeem itself with some awesome kills, man. You know, I'm gonna see some people impale. I'm gonna see bodies flying. I mean, I'm that's see, like, Final Destination back. in a nutshell. Like you know what I yes, mean? Yes, like, yes, it is. It's like this movie's not good, but man, these people are dying. Yeah, and very at uh, the you're like Jason X. Yes, it, uh, get as stupid as possible, but still do like a great job with some horror stuff and like cement itself in the accolades of uh, in the annals of those movies that just take it to the nth degree, but they don't. Unfortunately, I was expecting like some Saw stuff because they set up a lot of uh, similar uh, uh, premises similar to Saw, mm-hmm. which is just kind of a damn shame because you got the one dude who actually brought him there. This cat is kind of a smooth dude in the bar. You know, he says this, he says that, and he's really enticing our homegirl there. How do you get people, by the way, to leave wherever they are to go play Truth or Dare? Well, you got to find someone who's very thirsty. Um, and you got to you got to just come you got to show up swinging. I got you. That's what this dude did, man. He found this one girl who sees, okay, my friends are getting it over there. My friends are getting it over there. I'm getting nothing, and some dude just comes to her uh, comes to her rescue when some douchebag who she knows and has had a history of like trying to fend off unsuccessfully uh, gets up in her face. Because this dude, like, stalked her. Um, not stalked, like, viciously stalked, but he's, like, the one dude who can't just take no for an answer. Gotcha. And he ha- he's uh, not taking no all the way to Mexico. That's how deep <laughs> it goes. Um, and then the, the, this other cat steps up at the right time. It's like, hey, dude, she's not interested. You know, back off or else we're about to, you know, throw hands. And then she's just, like, she just gets a good look at his face and sploosh. So now she's inviting her friends to follow this dude across Mexico to some abandoned church way out in the middle of nowhere to play of all things truth or dare. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea no matter what. And then the kills are weak. The premises are pointless and the kids are so unlikable. You want to see them die. And then when they do, it's fleeting. It's just just kind of one of those haphazard slipshod things where it's like you think it can be saved on so many levels. The story premise is weak, fine. How's the acting? The acting is lame, fine. How are the kills? The kills are pathetic. They're killing me here. Work with me, truth or dare. Um, <laughs> Work with me, truth. I, I so badly, dude, man. If it went like, if it went the route of hostile, because there's body mutilation, that would be cool. That would be redeeming. It doesn't do that. <laughs> if it that's sad when it's like the only redeeming thing you could could possibly pull out is some body mutilation. It doesn't even deliver on that. Yeah, dude. There's like Damn. one scene where the kid. This is uh, one of the ones in the trailer. They kind of gloss over, but it could have been the cool scene in the movie where the kid, like I mentioned, um, there's the one kid whose father is a cop. The dare comes up, grab your father's gun, and make him beg for his life. It's like, damn, okay, now it just got real. How's he going to get out of this one? Well, the kid grabs the gun and holds it on his pops. He's like, okay, Dad, just do me a favor. Just say this. Trust me, please. Say this, and I'll explain later. I swear. Just say this one thing. What did I do, son? No, just just, just say this, Dad, please, and we get, we'll get over this. I'll explain later, I promise. Son, is it me? Just say this, Dad. Please, please. Is it because you're gay? No, Dad. Just you gotta listen to me. Just Dad. No, you gotta say this. But, 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 but. And then you just bow. Just, 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 just. It's ridiculous. I can't. 
I, it hurts me to go see movies this bad because I've seen <laughs> good, bad movies, fun, bad movies. I was so ready to walk in and say, okay, this looks dumb as hell because everyone's got that cheesy grin on. But you know what? This also looks like a movie that's going to like slaughter these children. with like, you know? <laughs> And it doesn't, man. It leaves you feeling flat and flaccid. Oh, I gave God. this a hard thumbs down. And I'm like, dude, it's Blumhouse. You can do better because Blumhouse is like... It's like Chimo with a with a with a college degree, you know. Blumhouse is like, you know what I'm there to see. Give me what I'm there to see, man. Don't hold out. Just give me a taste. <laughs> just a taste. Just a taste of the good stuff. So it's truth to dare. Um, Stay away from it. Yeah, yeah. Just, just. There's so many turns where it could have gotten better and it didn't. I'm damned, damned, damned saddened and ashamed to have sat through this entire garbage, mm. especially when it got to the ending. I won't give it away. I will say, though, that it sets up a premise uh, early on in the movie that's just a hypothetical, and you're like, wow, that's the stupidest question you could ever have. And then they enact that at the end of the movie. Like, that that, that becomes the big twist of this piece of Jeez. garbage. So I, I, I apologize if anyone was really jazzed to see this. It's just save your money. Gotcha. You will for, you, I promise you, you'll have forgotten about it by the morning. Yeah, get a pizza instead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, speaking of pizzas, I don't know what with that i'm gonna turn it over to just johnny because uh, you got to check out shadow tactics blade of the shogun blades of the shogun there's oh, there's more than one blades. blade oh snap man <laughs> we got blades all over them yeah uh, except it's uh instead of blades it's really one guy has some blades and another guy has some shuriken and there's this old man he has a rifle kind of thing well, those, okay well two of those are bladed at least that that, that, yeah. that technically counts yeah, all right, all right. We got a technicality of blades. So uh, this is a isometric sort of, not top-down, as I said, isometric, so it's kind of like that angled view, uh, very far, very pulled back away from the battlefield, uh, where you are controlling multiple characters through these pretty much like Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid 2 style uh, levels where you oh, have to... happens on one, on one screen. Uh, it doesn't happen on one screen because the view is uh, much more pulled back and you have control over the camera as well as control over the unit itself. Uh, so you can sort of look ahead in the level and you can see the enemy placements up ahead and uh, you... And other things, but uh, essentially you are trying to find a way to navigate through a particular level in order to achieve certain objectives tied to that mission, uh, all the while trying to avoid detection and take out enemies along the way so that it makes getting through the, the uh, further parts of the level that much easier because there's less enemies to accidentally alert and then consequently have to deal with uh, when you alert them do you get like that cool sound like you did in metal gear uh, or do you get a cool sound you get a cool sound yes okay not the same right. but uh certainly copyright cool. in front of it y'all uh, oh it's it's uh very uh flavored in japanese you know shogun uh sort of mystique and you mean shogun and isn't in, in the south african uh word? nope <laughs> nope oh okay Sorry to say, it is very much Japanese. There, there are samurai here and ninja. All right, next one will tell me bullfighting doesn't come from Britain. Hate to break it to you, but I say, dear boy, ole. So, 
as I said, is, is primarily like a, the best way to describe it is a tactical stealth game. Uh, and unlike other stealth games, uh, the bad ones, where uh, if you navigate through a level and then you get detected, uh, you know, crap, you have to restart everything from the beginning again because it, it's impossible to sort of uh, unalert the enemies. In this I one, you can... Cooldown time. I, remember, was it, was, I think it was... I think, I'm, uh, don't quote me on this, but I think it was Narc, where it's like you go through the entire level, but the second anyone, anyone saw you, it's like... Yeah. And then the screen just like faded to black, yeah. and immediately started you over. Yeah, it, d it doesn't have any anything like that. So you can, although the enemies once once uh, you alert them, they are really smart, and they're smart uh, to, from the get go. And and the game definitely makes sure that you them, understand like the mechanics. Yeah, yeah, not. they'll they'll uh, they patrol guard, around. They're just doing like really complex <laughs> equations on chalkboards. Well, well, what they'll do is they'll patrol around, but they won't patrol around as just one enemy. They'll they'll actually patrol around as a group of enemies, and they'll also have you know a guard station. But instead of having you know one guard station, and you can see sort of like their view cone as they're turning around, they'll have two guards that are covering multiple angles of the same environment. So you really have to think about how you're going to engage them and take them out without being detected whatsoever. And because of that, uh, you end up, yes, there is, uh, you end up restarting more often than you'd like, but because of the difficulty that comes with what you have to do. It's not so much that you are restarting because the moment you get detected, you have to restart. It's you, if you get detected, you can run away, you can hide in a bush or or try to lose the enemies in, in, in the various means they have available to you, like hiding a house or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, you can do those things and wait long enough and then, yeah, uh, the enemies will reset. They think uh, they, think, uh, they lost you or you went away and then oh you can God. try again. What shot me? Oh, must have been the wind. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, okay, so tell me about the gameplay then, because I mean, I'm hearing a lot about I can hide in the bush and stuff, but how are you actually doing all this stuff? Yeah, so... You played it on Steam, right? Uh, I played it on PS4. PS4? Oh! PS4. Right. And I will say this, uh, you do not want to play this with a controller. You do not want to play this on a console. Mm. And it comes down to just the controls. This game was definitely designed with PC first in mind. Uh, not to say that they didn't do anything at all to accommodate for a console gameplay. Because uh, you can look at the PC screenshots and look at you know console screenshots. They're very different. They changed up the UI. They changed up the the controls and things like that. It's, it's necessary though, because on PC it would be like different blocks for you to choose versus on uh, console you may have to pause to like swap out your weapons or well, uh, change out change your loadouts basically. Well, all right. So here's where the problems sort of come in on this game is that there is no there's no turn based sort of elements to this tactics game. Well, everything that you're going to do... Stealth game. Well, ev everything that you do happens in real time. Uh, and there's most tactics games, even even like uh, Fallout, not Fallout ta Tactics, but like but Fallout, the first-person shooter, has VATS, right? Where you can sort of pause the action and then think about how you're going to engage, right? A lot of the RPGs, especially the PC-style RPGs, yeah. have that element to it. Well, where Fallout you can is an RPG, though. What's that? Fallout is an RPG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fallout, uh, uh, Divinity, etc. You can you can pause the action, think about what you're going to do, and then say, okay, go. This one has a 
kind of like a pause mechanic, but it doesn't actually pause anything. It allows you to set up your characters, your team, and have them queue up in, in action. And then when you're ready, you hit a button and all the en all of your allies, uh, your team members that you've queued up for actions, they sort of initiate those things at the same time. So you can kind okay, of like set spectrum warriors. Yeah, it, it gets really in depth and really uh, nuanced and in a good way of setting that up. But the problem is that you have to do that every single engagement otherwise you're going to get caught because you don't have the ability to react as fast and not having the ability to react as fast it kind of comes down to console controls uh, versus pc controls pc you can click a spot and the character will move to the spot what you console, get your host well in console period. it's the character's movement is based on uh, the left thumb thumbstick so if as you're moving the thumbstick you're moving the characters you're in direct control of the character and that's that's where the problem is yeah because what if you're eating pizza or something you know your fingers are all greasy you're sitting there it's slipping and sliding and all this stuff it's a damn shame okay. what i want to know is because it sounds like um you had more of a you have more you had more of a uh uh you had more of a time sneaking and then struggling and restarting than you did actual fun playing this game is it a thumbs up thumbs down is it worth the time because dude i thought talking to you beforehand that yep. you would be excited everything i'm getting is that you hated this i didn't i didn't hate it but it man it's okay so johnny loved it thank you for that that's <laughs> well all right so i'm, I'm <laughs> not recommending this for a console at all it the controls are absolute they it's hard to get controls for a game of of this complexity to work well on console and you want to play fallout man it's okay to admit <laughs> and and it, it just doesn't work. Uh, the view is you have to control the camera, you have to control the character at the same time, and there's no pausing of the action. So everything you're doing, ha you have to sort of time it and work in tandem with one another or go the option of going overly crazy on uh, the uh, shadow mode or whatever it's called where you can queue up the actions and time oh, okay. that is correctly. That like, is that like your... Okay, same example. Is that like VATS where you... Uh, you enter shadow mode and you select each of yes. your targets? Yes, like, it's like VATS. Okay, because you said that, and I assumed it was kind of like, um, uh, what was it, uh, uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, where you have like the bat vision, where it's like that just gives you insight into where everyone is, and you can uh, play. Well, you always have access to that information. So oh, you you're can, always you can, Batman. Yeah, well, you can. That's all you had to say, man. <laughs> you can play. I'm always Batman, Adam. <laughs> you always have the Batman vision. You can, you can place like markers throughout the level to sort of allow you to see what the enemy sees and know whether an enemy is going to be able to spot a certain area as well as enemies that are coming in from very far away. You can kind of see their patrol lines if you set things up correctly. That's Those things aren't problems. Uh, the problem is that when you're in this bats-like mode, uh, the enemies don't stop. Everything happens. They, they continue moving. So I'm going to give this a thumbs down when it comes to console. When it comes to PC, it's still like there's there's problems with the camera. Controlling the camera it just doesn't work well. You don't have as exact control over it as you need. But because you're it's de there's decoupling of moving the characters, uh, it certainly handles significantly better on PC. But uh, and I would recommend it for PC, but I primarily play this on PS4, and I cannot recommend this game. It's just too frustrating, way too hard for for right off the get-go. And I, I, 
I play a lot of these styles of games. I'm 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 not bad at these games. It's just this game was way too hard right from the very start, forcing you to use uh, the only mechanic that actually makes it playable, which is that that queuing up of actions, that that shadow mode. Uh, uh, admit, it, man, the kids these days just have game, just have it too easy. Yeah. Back when you had one life to go through an entire game, you couldn't get hit once, and it would take like seven hours to beat in one sitting. And you can't save your progress. Just had to sit there. What if you had to go to church or something? You pause the game and hope the TV doesn't burn out. That's what you did. <laughs> All right, that's what we grew up with. But now, the game is too hard. Don't buy it because it, it's challenging. It's legitimately too hard. I'm it, messing with it. I, 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 it took over three hours to beat the first level. Over three hours. Yeah. Correct. With lots and of restarts. The, the, game is, <laughs> the game is available on uh, PS4, Xbox One, Windows, Linux, Macintosh. And don't get it on any of those. Don't well, get it on, <laughs> get it on, the, on the PCs, on, on Linux, Windows, Macintosh. Um, it'll most likely play significantly better and easier on those. Hmm. All right. Uh, and it's also 40 bucks. That's the other bit, too. It's $40 on, sh on yeah. Shadow Tactics. If you enjoy this type of game, you you'll definitely get your money's worth. But otherwise... That's the thing. I, enjoy, I do enjoy this type of game, but you've soured me on it so deeply. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was looking forward to this game, and it was kind of a disappointment to realize mm. how difficult it was and how badly it controlled with, with a controller. All right. Well, batting one for three, but... Dude, hey man, I'm gonna, like I'm, gonna I'm gonna turn that around because yeah. the next. Uh, no, I'm not. No, it's not. <laughs> Super Troopers 2. I got the to deuce. check it out. Um, and as a big fan of the original Super Troopers and of uh, Broken Lizard's picture, most of Broken Lizard's pictures. I like, I like that. They're funny, man. They're, they're funny, they're but funny they've group. got some stinkers, yeah, uh, dude. Did you ever see? Uh, Beer Fest uh, was great. Beer Fest was hilarious. Slamming Salmon was weak. Oh man, I didn't see that and one. Club Dread. Club is Dread was eh. Annoying ass eh. dude with the yeah. Club, yeah. Club Dread was. Um, we had a good Bill Paxton though. Perfectly good Bill Paxton role. Bill, Bill Paxton. <laughs> uh, I'll, 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 everybody gets one. <laughs> I, I will say though, Super Troopers. However, is I think I still think they're grand opus, and I still laugh every time that movie uh, movie comes on TV. It it's one of those ones where I have to watch, or if I'm heading out, I set the DVR because I know I'm gonna want to watch it later. You know, it's it seems like uh, sometimes with like. Directors or maybe like comedy troops, they like they got that first picture and they put like all their juices really into that one thing, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then like every subsequent movie after or project after is kind of just a little bit lesser <laughs> than what you know. I'm not saying they exactly suffer from that because, like I said, Beer Fest is no, good, no, but no, a lot of people right. do like they throw e like e all their hard work, all the elbow grease into that first picture, yeah. They kind of have and to. And then, you know, you know like, after that, it's like, okay, we don't, we don't have any juice mistakes. left, you know? Yeah, so, they had to learn from the mistakes. But Super Troopers is that movie, man. Super that's, Troopers that's is funny. definitely It's a, it's a cult movies. classic for sure. Mm -hmm. We're talking about Super Troopers 2, the new picture out by, uh, actually the new uh, crowdfunded picture out yeah. by uh, the dudes from Broken Lizard. Broken Lizard is the comedy troupe slash writing troupe of the dudes uh, who brought us uh, such hits as... Um, Beer Fest, which was awesome. Yes. Club Dread, which the only claim to fame I can make there, as you mentioned, Bill Paxton, is also starring the woman who played Brandy in um, Joe Dirt. Joe Dirt, yep. Yes. So not really uh, winners, but from a very funny troop of dudes who love what they do. Uh, <laughs> no, they just have great chemistry. They're all, you know, 
got they make their characters like yeah, individually uh, they're all really yeah. funny as well uh, uh you know, i heard they uh thing about broken lizard they were uh, gonna have they were going for their own uh, meeting in front of uh comedy central about having their own show and i think they lost to the state guys oh really so it was like they went up well you know those cats didn't go anywhere <laughs> <laughs> oh wait mm. Um, now, The State was a funny show. I liked the, the subsequent project came after those, which is kind of ironic because we're talking about Broken Lizard, who I liked their first project and not many of the ones that came after. But I do acknowledge that uh, Jay, Sh- Jay Chandra Shaker, yeah, which is a, who, uh, who's had a pretty respectable career as a director after he, this. He yeah. has. He's uh, He directed all of their works um, and uh, co-wrote most of them. Yep. Uh, this is one of his. Uh, uh, Kevin Heffernan is the other primary writer. Uh, or as I uh, think, uh, Officer Farva. Officer Farva. You know him. Or uh, yeah, what's it? Uh, what's what's his name in Beerfest? Uh, Beerfest. Is a um, ah dang it, him and his twin brother, and I can't remember either na- either of the names right now, which is uh, really because they couldn't. Me. We'll we'll come back we'll to come that. Back to it. But the premise of Super Troopers is, if anyone's uh, familiar with the original movie, they were Vermont Highway Patrolmen who uh, were in danger of having their station shut down due to cutbacks in the local government. Uh, weeding all the local police, all the um, the police uh, organizations, the Highway Patrol uh, of different counties, uh, down to one, um, down to one policing organization. So it's kind of a feel-good story of just these cops who love their jobs and they like the, they're like the, they're friends with each other and they want to continue being cops, messing with people as much as possible because that anybody too. knows about Highway Patrol in Vermont. This is before the opioid epidemic, by the way. Uh, it's kind of a boring gig. <laughs> I mean, not a lot going on. Wait, like you uh, have like first person. Uh, uh, Adam is from Vermont, so right. you, you would have the just most traveling those roads. It's very you know, it's very narrow. It's only like two lanes. It's basically you know, it's it's not a lot going on. You know what I mean? Not a lot to patrol. There's not a lot happening. Wait, so when you find so the those, uh, like some of those northern towns in Vermont, there's really not a lot of traffic and not a lot of issues. You know what I mean? So like. Messing with people is probably the only way to keep sane. So that's kind of what's funny yeah, about it. You know, tax dolls at work, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. All right, but in Super or Troopers, not, not at work because they're shutting it down. I guess. So. Uh, well, in that picture, what happened is um, they eventually did get shut down. But through the course of events in the movie, they end up becoming the local police, so they do have jobs that continue. Now, Super Troopers Two actually does address uh, why they are once again highway patrol and not local police. And the way they do it is kind of shoddy, I'm sad to say, because all the ideas are here. This is a movie that should be really cool, really funny, because the previous picture was really cool, really funny. But that's also the problem, because if you haven't seen the first Super Troopers, you go into this one completely lost. You have no idea who these guys are. You have no idea why you should care. And a lot of the beats that are funny in this picture, and I do acknowledge I got a lot of laughs, are because I was so uh, attached to the original picture. And it hits a lot of the same notes, note for note, including well, those... pullover and messing with the uh, with the um, with the uh, the I don't know what you call them, people that have been pulled over, but messing with them by the games, um, Farvis antics. The reason that they are no longer uh, local cops is also told in a very similar way to the underlying uh, backstory of why Farva was not a hi- on the highway in the first movie. A lot of it hits the exact same points, and they do slightly slight, uh, slight variations on the gags, but it's the same gags, man. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Say, I don't think movies that are, have like a, a particular cult following that like come back for like one more movie. You know what I mean? Even if they're crowdfunded and basically saying that people want this, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really have a tr- good track record of like really kind of connecting with the audience after so many years. It's it not a, a lot of movies there. that, that, that do that well. Did. 
I think this one did. The problem is people didn't realize that they didn't want exactly the same story again until they got exactly the same story again. Because, mm. dude, dude, you told me they're making another Super Troopers. I'm like, I love the first Super Troopers. I'd love to see it again. You know, I'm going to give these eyes all the money. I donated. But I'm like, I didn't realize that they would do uh, the same movie. There are variations. Like, it's obviously not the local cops they're fighting. It's the Mounties. But it's police, uh, it's police organizations versus police organizations. And what the premise here is um, uh, an area of Canada has been rezoned so that now it's an expanded part of Vermont, meaning that the local cops there, the Mounties, uh, are no longer the uh, designated law enforcement. Mm. So the uh, highway patrol are, are now taking over this territory. Are there really Mounties? <laughs> Mounties are a thing. Uh. They're not the only uh, police. That, I think that, that Brendan Fraser movie. Uh, wait, Dudley <laughs> Durey? Yeah. That was, well, Dudley, he, he was a Mountie, but Dudley Do-Right, was, that, that's different. That's a, that's <laughs> I a, know, I'm just, think, uh, just that's thinking of it. If anything, they should have made a movie of Super Chicken. Right now, there was like one person <laughs> who's like over the age of 45 who knows exactly what I'm talking about. They're yeah. laughing their ass off, I promise you. Everyone else in this room is dead silent. You explain the joke, it's not like a good joke. <laughs> I have no clue what you're talking about. That's what, that's what I'm saying, this young pup. Are you even 20 years old yet? Look at this guy, fresh-faced, out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> two packs a day. <laughs> All right, we're getting a little off the point of Super Troopers 2. I will say I'm a little bummed out because there's a lot of funny stuff here, but more, but it's outshined by, by all the stuff that is very similar to the first movie that you cannot avoid. And they try to inject new gags as well, which I think is the one saving grace of this, which is a bummer, man, because I was so hoping. It's a, it's a crowdfunded movie. Uh, they hit the goal and they made a deal with the studio that if they could get crowdfunded and the studio would pay for uh, the promotion and advertising and such, which they did. And they did a lot of cool stuff. They were here in Boston for PAX. Yep. These dudes were at a uh, place downtown handing out donuts, and giving, serving breakfast to people, you know, uh, taking pictures and, uh, and, and signing autographs and stuff just at a local location. This wasn't like they got a, uh, a booth and, uh, and you had to pay like exorbitant amounts of money to, you know, meet them. Uh, in a line that goes all around the uh, the convention center. No, they were at a regular establishment. Yeah, you, know, you can I mean, line this up outside movie, and get food from them. This movie overperformed too. You know what I mean? It, it overperformed. They, they, they yes, movie made some money. You know what I mean? It's Dude, definitely people, people want to see this. Yeah, people paid for it twice. And it came out on four twenty. It came out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. It was like it was perfect. Oh, it yes, really it, was. You know yes, what I mean? It was. You know what? That would that would be the proper way to see this because I got to give it a thumbs down, and I'm really hurt that I do because I love the first Super Troopers so much. Mm -hmm. I was really hoping this would have done really well. Yeah, I saw and it this has coming, overperformed. It's doing well. It may even do well enough for them to do a Super Troopers three. But I'll say, quality wise, honestly, they just don't have everything I was looking for. Sounds like they put all their efforts into trying to get it made, and then they're like, "Okay, we can make this." Now he's like, "Okay, I now we got to so. write jokes again." I think so. That <laughs> you is, know that what I mean? Let's just point. do the same thing. Yeah, it, it's. It, it's interesting that you say that they kind of rehash the same thing. It's like if they really wanted this, I thought they would have had some like new fresh ideas for something. That's really why they wanted to push it. Well, they like, go oh, all out to try same, to make it. A, it it's more of a they, they know what they're working with material wise. So I think they tried to inject more spectacle. There's cameos in here where people pop in. They're mm. there for like a minute and they pop back out. You yeah. know, um, Rob Lowe. Is in this picture, dude. Rob Lowe can pop up in anything. In I'm all right with it. You like Rob Lowe? That much? <laughs> I'm like, no, no, for him to pop up and stuff, I don't want him to lead my Benjamin movie, but, uh, from Wayne's World does it for you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, you know, I'm not gonna hit. You on mind Rob pulling Lowe. over, sir? <laughs> no, Rob Lowe was so. Rob Lowe was soda pop, man. He, he and the soda pop so, at the outside. Pop so, Curtis, bro. Yeah, so so he he's earned my respect there. Um, I will soda say uh, that it's at least worth going to see if you are that hardcore Super Troopers fan. But as a general picture in itself. Um, I mean, dude, they're, do, they're doing horrible French accents. You know, the uh, the games are funny. The jokes are funny, but then a lot of them go on too long. 
So it's like I'm laughing like, yo, this is great comedy, man. Yes. And then you know like, like uh, 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 two minutes after it's worn out, it's welcome. It's just like, dude, they're still going with this. Well, I remember after you know? so Beer just, Fest. It, just, it, after, it, it, it shoots itself in the foot. After Beer Fest, they, they teased the movies like coming soon, Weed Fest. I was like, why don't you just do that? Yeah. On 420, you know what Everybody I mean? Else? Like they kind of already said this. Like that would be. I feel like it's a thing. I feel like it's a thing that they uh, that they that they probably started writing and just didn't have, you know. Yeah, just didn't like. Okay, maybe the idea was better than the actual execution. Yeah, which is it's probably that speaks to this movie too. <laughs> the idea of a Super Troopers two is probably better than the actual thing. So that sounds like where you're coming from. Um, I'm kind of bummed too. So it happens. Man. Yeah, it happens. Let's close out with dude. Lost in Space, Netflix's new opus, my friend. Mm. I was a big fan of the TV show, like I said. You were a huge fan of Matt LeBlanc in the old <laughs> movie. I was a, yeah, I was a big Joey from Friends guy, uh, and then this movie came out, and I was like, yeah, maybe you should just stick to TV. Yeah. It comes from your thing. Well, Johnny, are you familiar with Lost in Space? Uh, just from the movie. Just from the movie? Oh, I'm sorry, man. Because yeah. believe it or not, Lost in Space was a fun family uh, uh, Star Trek style show where you have not Star Trek specifically, but in that same vein, around that same uh, time of you know, around that same era of television. Yeah, it was like the bubblegum version of Star Trek. Maybe, it was maybe, like the maybe thing. Um, think more along the lines of somewhere between Star Trek and Leave It to Beaver. Right, but this new one, getting more to the point, like this, and I can only get through the first five episodes. It stripped anything fun away from whatever the first show was, maybe even the movie was, and it yeah. just, just, just robbed anything. This is the most self-serious, like, yeah, joyless, yeah. like, fake peril, really, like, family, horrible drama that I've ever kind of, I'm like, this is supposed I, I, I to be love, a fun family, like, kind of show. with struggle for the terms because you are right on all, you are right on all there, points. There's nothing enjoyable about this. Like, this, like, just struggle after struggle after struggle mixed with, like, deep brooding look mixed with some father hatred mixed with some family angst mixed with yeah. a marital issue and this is just layered on p top of layer of that and then they're like where's the fun this is like lost in space you're supposed to at least mix in some hijinks you know what I mean some humor yeah, that's none to I be noticed. found and that's I when I that, gave up I call that Gilligan's Island Syndrome because the premise of Lost in Space is there's a family who's taking part in the first Earth expedition to colonize a uh, planet an Alpha Centauri so they're planning a deep space mission which is a cool idea, and it's families, it's scientists, it's like mechanics, it's everyone. They're building a society that's moving out there. It's not just like a couple of people. That in itself should be amazing, and it's a cool idea that it's executed poorly in this, and it's not that the writing is bad. It's not that the acting is bad. It's not that the... It's, just, it's, By it's the a way, combination think, of all of them. I think the actress who uh, plays the mother, she was Alma Garrett from Deadwood, and I hated her in Deadwood, and I hate her in this show, too, and she oh. gives that sarcastic side-eye glance where she knows more than you do. I hate that yeah, so much. That, you and know what? so I will say, like, I, I can't stand her. It's not why I dislike the show. I like to dis I dislike the show for a lot of other reasons, <laughs> like the ones I just named, but that's my, no, that's I, my I, two I cents you. on the it's, um The problem with Lost in Space is they set up a lot of interesting premises every episode, but then every episode is also rife with infighting between this family that's just so damn dysfunctional. It's like we know it your father wasn't there, we get it. It yeah, sucks. but it takes Get away from it. all the, the cool sci-fi stuff that they're actually doing because they're terraforming a planet. 
That's interesting. They are uh, dealing with elements where they land in water that's immediately freezing because the environment on this planet is so different from anything they faced on Earth. That's interesting. How are they getting around that? Well, we got to deal with about 25 minutes of just like catty comments back and forth and uh, and a wife who, who's kind of stuck with her ex-husband. So everything that she says to him is just like to undercut his uh, position with the kids. Oh, you weren't and, around. Sorry, I was saving my country. Well, yeah, oh, the thing well. is, it's distracting from this story at hand, yes. which they actually have a lot of cool stuff that they do, and it for damn sure has the budget. It's a Netflix show, and the special effects, I will say, are amazing in this, but everything between there is just the most obnoxious and annoying um, uh, uh, tropes of a sci-fi film or movie or t uh, a sci-fi film or TV show where you know they can't accomplish their goals because they have to maintain a certain status. Yeah, they really beat that to death, that yeah, begrudging like, like I mentioned, Gilligan's Island syndrome yeah. because the premise of Gilligan's Island is they always had to be stuck on the island so they'd, they'd find like a viable way off we have a boat we were saved by a helicopter something and they would Coconut find radio, some way you know, like, yeah, as hokey as possible to retcon that unfortunately that's what Netflix is uh, uh, lost in space is guilty of which is kind of a bummer because it's an interesting story uh, that's just kind of hampered by a lot of tropes meant to kind of carry this on to a longer run than I think it's meant to be if this had been just uh, two episodes and to tell the, the whole story that they did because watching the whole thing, they could have gotten it out and been really interesting in one solid two-hour movie. But they drag it out into an eight-hour show that pretty much resets itself over and over again and in the end shoots itself in the foot. I liked what they did or initially, what they tried to do with the robot, and then they ended up failing. And, dude, I have to give this a thumbs down. Yeah. As someone who was such a hardcore fan, it pains me to do so. Even if I went into this fresh, it's just, it's just, it's a reality show with, you know, uh, with gadgets and robots. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> that actually sounds more interesting <laughs> than this would have been. It's yeah. Netflix is Lost in Space. You can actually check it out now if you want to do it to yourself, but I give it a thumbs Subpar, down. Subpar, which is Netflix's par now. <laughs> because they're not really doing that it's great. sad but true. And Their original programming friends. sucks. All right. This has been the Geek Down here on WMF Radio. I want to thank you all for joining us for an action-packed. Actually, no, this wasn't action-packed, man. We 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 covered some bad stuff, and we had to tell the truth I about like it, my movie, which man. cuts deep. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry for another sad episode, but you know what? We it, it is what it is. And at the very at the very least, you can play Shadow Tactics. <laughs> don't play it on console. <laughs> all right, don't play it on console. I want to remind you all, if you heard a thing on this show you want to uh, uh, talk to us about, comment on, criticize, whatever, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Also, check for us on YouTube, or you can also uh, watch the show like you may have been doing tonight. We're also uh, live streaming on Twitch. As always, we're on Facebook. You can find us there. Find us on Twitter, all over the mother, or just go to geek-down.com for all our uploads and all the uh, links to social media is on there too we'll catch you all right here on wmfradio.com on monday nights 9 p.m we'll catch you next week same bat time same bat channel but until then gentlemen be excellent to peace. each other peace